0: jacked and canned ladies and gentlemen nfl episode number eight if you tuned into the last episode of the jacked and canned podcast colby was calling me out thinking i might have been potentially wrong was episode 30 time to purdy but i knew exactly what episode number we were at and i know what we're at today colbs with that said dude we're gonna have an awesome episode are you ready to do this man give me a little woo Woo! See, with that said, Coles, I wanted you to give the woo to kind of spark me up here because I heard a couple of good things here. We might get Cooper Rush as the starting cow- uh, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, we might get Gilbert. It doesn't look like it's going to beat the Nushi going into this next game versus Steelers. So maybe the Cowboys are going to do something good here. Kind of holding out, being hopeful. Not to mention, PJ Walker. Might be getting the start for Carolina because Teddy Bridgewater had some news earlier this afternoon of him having an injured neck. So with that said, maybe an XFL quarterback starting it up, bringing the Panthers back to the glory land. I don't know. Maybe that's what I got to say. Colbs, that's my minute rant. Where are you at with the standings? Wait a minute. You know what? I'm not done yet. I'm not done with my rant. I'm going to be real fast. I won. Last week in fantasy, versus the number one team, they were seven and zero. I know I brought it up before, but this is the NFL episode, so I have to bring it up again. I was beat the seven and zero person. I am now three and five in my NFL fantasy league. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Go ahead.
1: No, I'm just happy that you took a minute and forty seconds to basically tell us that you're happy that PJ Walker might come out there for Carolina and that Dallas is going to have a potential Cooper Rush sighting. That is um. Probably the two most irrelevant things in the n f l right now so i um I applaud <laughs> you on bringing up the very worst topics that there could potentially be in the n f l great job John. nobody
0: else is talking about it nobody else is talking about it. we are we <laughs> are bringing the most prime time news here on the jack and can platform j c
1: what's up let's go colbs all right, let's do it so we're going to start off with the power rankings here as you guys are typically used to. So at number 10, we have a new addition on the power rankings here with the Indianapolis Colts. So we've got the Phillip Rivers driven Indianapolis Colts. They have the best offensive line in football. I don't really think it's particularly close, although there are some teams that also have very solid offensive lines, but it's become more few and far between in today's NFL. The Colts have what I believe to be the best offensive line in the league. And Phillip Rivers really, truly needed this evidently because this is not the same Phillip Rivers that you saw in both San Diego as well as Los Angeles, more so in the last few years. He's looking like the older versions and varieties of himself that can produce. At number nine, we have the New Orleans Saints. Again, I've been saying this for about four straight weeks. I still don't trust him, but I do trust that even though Drew Brees doesn't have the arm that he used to, that Drew Brees still has the mind capability that he will be able to come through in big situations and late game scenarios. So New Orleans number nine,
0: and of course with New Orleans you can't forget about Taysom Hill. If I even said his first name correctly, Taysom Taysom yeah, Hill.
1: Yeah, you got it, you got it. And he's yeah, they, like the Swiss Army knife of the NFL, dude. He does everything.
0: Exactly. So you can't forget about him. He'll catch some I more passes
1: him. and be a receiver. I've seen him do punt coverage. Like <laughs> he does literally everything. <laughs> yeah, everything.
0: <laughs> is he a utility totally man in baseball? That's what he is in football.
1: Yes, he is. Number eight, we got the Tennessee Titans. This is, again, one of the most efficient teams in the league, although have had some recent struggles here. They had come off to a 5 and 0 start, have lost their last two. Granted, these are losable games. Uh, I mean, Cincinnati's not necessarily the best loss to have, but Cincinnati is a dangerous bad team. And they lost to the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, so I'm not going to hold too much against Tennessee, except that they don't have the ability to beat the best teams in the league with what they currently have as their roster pieces. They have an amazing coaching staff, and I see them having a very good year, but for the time being, number eight, number seven, Buffalo Bills, again, an inconsistent team. But one of the best defenses there is in the NFL, I believe they're top five in nearly every category, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the numbers in front of me to verify that, but I believe that to be true. The problem that they're really going to ultimately run into is what is Josh Allen going to do on the field? Because we don't know. I don't know. You don't know. You might think you know, but you don't know. He might come out there and throw for four touchdowns and 350 yards, or he also might just come out there and throw for 200 yards and four picks. We have no clue. So Bills at seven. Number six, Green Bay Packers. Said it all season. I'm gonna stick with it even after the loss. Aaron Rodgers is pissed. We don't need to do anything more than that. Actually, from now on, John, that's all the analysis I'm gonna give on Green Bay every time we do these power rankings. Aaron Rodgers I is like pissed. It. We're gonna like we're gonna it. do that. I'm not moving on from that at all. Number five, Seattle Seahawks. So Seattle again. They have a lack of pass rush, but they showed some semblance of one last weekend. They had a rookie that came out there and got a got a sack. They they were able to dismantle Jimmy Garoppolo into a place where he had to leave the game with an ankle injury. And oh yeah, yeah, and Kittle, they, don't forget. Oh uh, yep, they were able to. Well, I don't want to say they put out Kittle. That makes it sound bad, but Kittle had to exit the game as well. So Seattle. The the problem is is that then Nick Mullins came in and threw for like two hundred and thirty eight yards and he was only there for like a quarter. That that's not good. So we still have clear issues defensively, but offensively, Russell Wilson's having one of the best seasons there's ever been. So Seattle at number five, I'm very happy about it currently. Tampa is number four, Brady and the Box. And, John, there is one thing that I have to tell you where last week when we did this, I said something, and I'm going to take it back right now. What, what is that? So I told you Antonio Brown was going to be non-relevant. Here's what happened. Correct. Antonio Brown also moved into Tom Brady's house again. Oh, no, he's going to be locked in. I didn't know he was moving in with Tom again. No, he's coming in there, and Tom is going to want to find him. And apparently, he's still in great shape, which that's not really that surprising to me. But holy hell, if he's moving back in with Tom, he is thinking nothing but football, as far as I'm concerned. So unless he has a weird off the field deal, no, he's coming right back onto the field doing exactly what he's been doing every time he's really taken a field. You got, I saw
0: that. Uh, yeah, I saw that Tom Brady actually was linking up Antonio Brown with the motivational speaker Tony Robbins as well. And he actually (laughs) released a statement and said that it's been truly insightful and helpful. And if you saw the recent press uh, conference or interview, whatever, with Antonio Brown, I mean, the dude seems so calm, focused, and like ready to do it. So I'm excited to see what the heck is going to happen. Too, I called it last week and I'm calling it this week. He's going to be a key factor in Tampa for the for the postseason here. So yeah, let's, I, um,
1: maybe. I mean, I'm still not sure that he won't be the third receiver on the team, but at the same time, I am now taking off the bet of that he will be bad. There, I, I'm not going to say that. I cannot guarantee that. Anyway, we're <laughs> going to move on to number three here. So at number three, and you know I've been doing this where I've put the Ravens at two the whole season, but this week I have to put the Ravens at three. They had a loss to the number two team on this list in Pittsburgh. So the Ravens, I thought, were going to be the best regular season team. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case at this point. I I think that they're still going to be in the running for that, but they are at this point six and two. There are teams with better records now. Baltimore has a weird inconsistency with just simply Lamar Jackson when throwing the football. And a lot of people are making the argument that defenses have figured him out and that he's not going to be able to make the same kind of plays that he was able to a year ago. Yes, he is. He is. There's obviously something that has caught up to him as far as defensive game planning goes. He hasn't figured out the way around it yet, but I can pretty much guarantee you that he will. It's just going to be a little bit of a process, and it's not like Lamar Jackson's playing bad football. It's just not the same kind of football that you saw from him in an MVP season. So maybe back off him a little bit. He's going to be fine. They'll be fine. They're still number three on the power rankings here with Colts. Number two, Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, they're undefeated. I felt like I couldn't not put them above the team they just beat. I still don't trust Pittsburgh. I'm going to be honest. They're number two, and I still am like, hey, they're good. I don't feel like they're as good as really a lot of the teams that I have on this list. I just have to put them here because they're the only undefeated team left in the league. I'm not going to break them down too much. What I'm going to say is they have an eldered quarterback that isn't really playing to the production level that I would necessarily want on my team. Their running back is a guy that, although can carry the ball thirty-four times a game, just fine. He's also going to average about three point eight yards a carry. That's okay. That's not great. Other than Juju Smith-Schuster and um, oh, who's the the new kid again? I we Claypool. did this last week. Yes, Claypool. He he's a damn animal, and Juju is a damn animal. But I haven't seen much of Juju this year. I I don't know what that'll happen to him. So and defensively, they're they're a very sound team. I they they've built that roster incredibly well. So Pittsburgh is a good team, but I don't trust them. Number one, Kansas City. I don't again. I don't need to talk about them. I'm not even going to say anything about Kansas City until they get knocked off of this number one spot. It's it, have you seen Patrick Mahomes play? That's all you need to know. It's awesome. And and it, with Kansas city too, you're on my fantasy
0: team. Big reason why I'm actually winning the games that I did is because of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. So Mahomes, just do me a favor when you're winning big, just don't need the ball.
1: Don't get those negative yards. Don't make me lose any points, bud. Appreciate it. All right. So we're going to move on to the picks from last week. So here's the funny part. So for, The win loss that I gave you guys from, or well, not that I gave you guys, but from my win loss last week, we had a terrible start. We started off three and six, but we actually finished up seven and seven. So we had a nice comeback at the end of the week there. So we ended up seven and seven for win loss. Same with the spread. Ended up being exactly dead even seven and seven, which I'm not psyched about, but I'll take it with the way the early games went for me. And the over-unders, we went 8-6. and So, again, just to remind everybody, I had Green Bay minus 6 with Minnesota coming to town. That was a loss. Had Buffalo minus 4 against New England. That was a loss. Had Kansas City minus 19.5 with the Jets coming to town, and that was a win. Had the Rams minus 3.5 at Miami. That was a loss. And I had the Pittsburgh upset pick. So we ended up with a decent week. Um, However, for what I gave you guys, that wasn't necessarily beneficial. So year to date, we have the win-loss record, just picking straight winners versus losers at 78, 37, and 1. We have the spread at a pretty pedestrian 53, 60, and 3. Over-unders crept up a little bit, 51, 57, and 4. Unfortunately, the money line that I'm giving you and that I'm burning my own damn wallet on, we are 16-23-1. So that hasn't been that fun um, for both you or I. So hopefully you guys haven't been betting the picks I've made so far, but hopefully you will this week because now we're about to kick it into gear. <laughs> I love it.
0: Now it's starting. We got that mid-season oomph.
1: All right, buddy. Ready for this? We're going to do it. Let's go. All right, so we got Baltimore hold minus.
0: Hold two. up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Stop it. I'm throwing the flag. Wait a minute now, Colbs, because I don't know if you actually have this on your list. Maybe you do. I might even be blowing one of your picks. Who do you have for tonight's game that's going on right now, the Green Bay Packers versus the San Francisco
1: 49ers? It's not a pick that I had for the week, but I did have Green Bay minus six and a half at San Fran.
0: All right. Just curious. Green Bay's up 7-0 right now.
1: Yep. Not one of the picks that I was going to give out just because it's actually not one of the ones I'm most confident in, but that probably means they'll win because I feel like all the ones I'm not confident in are the ones that win. That's why I asked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we got Baltimore minus two and a half at Indianapolis. Indianapolis has a chance to prove that they're a good team here. And granted, they have proven they're a good team, but Baltimore is a very good team. Also, Baltimore's coming off a loss, not only against a an AFC contender, but a rival, as well as that a lot of people were able to watch that game on television. Typically speaking, when somebody's embarrassed on a lot of TV networks and they're a very good team, They come back the next week, and they absolutely wreck the opponent. So I got Baltimore minus 2.5. All they have to do is win by a field goal, and you get the points there. So I like Baltimore in this scenario. I'm taking Kansas City minus 10.5 against Carolina. I don't feel that I have to explain this one much. You have a potentially Teddy Bridgewaterless. (laughs) Sounds funny. Carolina.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A Dehydrated
1: Teddy. We got a restart
0: and ready to go, PJ. Let's go.
1: Yeah. So you might have John's hero and PJ Walker taking the field against Patrick Mahomes. I don't think I have to break this down any further. So we're just going to move on.
0: Yeah. You could just move on, but I'm
1: feeling it, man. I'm telling you heads up. Oddly enough, John, with your, uh, your breakdown at the beginning of the episode, going back to the two topics that you brought up for whatever God knows reason, we also have Pittsburgh minus fourteen at Dallas because whoever the hell they're Ooh. trotting on the field on Sunday, eh, I got Pittsburgh.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right.
1: I'm taking Miami plus four and a half at Arizona. So Arizona's favored to win by four and a half. I'm taking Miami to cover that spread. And it's not because I got two of <laughs> fever by any means, but clearly okay, good this this roster and coaching staff is leaping phenomenal, and they're really figuring this out, and I know that Ryan Fitzpatrick can put up numbers, so when they have games against uh, beating up San Francisco, where they put up 42 points, yeah, I don't think we're going to see that in this game, but I feel like they at least keep it closer than four and a half, so essentially, they just have to lose by less than five for me to get this one. I like the way the Dolphins look in that particular game. Additionally, I got the Saints plus five, so we got two underdogs here. Saints plus five at Tampa on Sunday night. Reason being for this is that the Saints, if you remember, blew Tampa out of the water in week one, and I know that these two teams are different teams than they were in week one, especially Tampa, considering that they've been able to take some time to revitalize their roster and really figure out their game plans and their schemes. However, yes, exactly. However... I do think New Orleans keeps this one close, and I don't think that this team's going to let Tampa just run away with the victory. I think you're going to see a close game. And again, the spread is five. So I just need them to have a field goal game or a 24 20 kind of deal. And (laughs) I still get this on the points. So that's all we're looking for. We're not looking for anything further. John, we killed it because guess what, guys? We said we had to get this episode done in 24 minutes. We're at 17 and a half. Now it's party time. John, let's have some fun. What do you got, buddy? Dude, Let's have a good time. Colbs, I noticed
0: that you're doing something different on our call, a little bit behind the scenes here. You're not packing a traditional sunflower seed lip in your gizzard, <laughs> even though it's never sunflower seeds. We're talking tins just for the grown ups tuning into the, the pod here. You're smoking on a little jewel and it doesn't have the funky stuff in it. It just seems to have the other funky stuff, like the normal
1: jewel stuff. <laughs> yeah, this is nicotine. I um I realized How's it treating you? That, well, really, more or less, I'm worried that because I've been chewing for as long as I have, that this probably isn't good for me. And I got a feeling this is going to erode my teeth here in the near future if I don't stop. And granted, I got pretty good teeth, but I don't want to ruin them at this point because I'm starting to feel a little bit of aches and pains there. And I'm like, eh, I'm not sure uh, about this. So yeah. I took the effort to go get this jewel, um, even though I've been pooping on kids that go out and vape all the time, been making fun of them, screaming at them, throwing empties at them and stuff for like years. But I got this thing and it actually is pretty much everything I would hope it to be. I mean, it actually kind of feels a little bit like a cigarette without it being a cigarette. And although it gives me the dry mouth that a cigarette does, I'll take that over the uh, potential loss of teeth. So I'm still getting my nicotine. And other than that, I'm just getting water vapor, which is pretty nice. I'm going to take a puff right now, buddy. Yeah, go for it. I got to share
0: a story about, uh, well, I don't think I've ever shared this story. I guess you could call it the can moment of the week here. Seeing that we got about four minutes left in the pod. We'll be quick with the story here. So one night I was out, there was like a little steak dinner going on at a local pub, uh, slash restaurant slash bar. I like how I said pub restaurant bar. I just put them all in one category. Anyhow.
1: Yeah. It's one of those places,
0: one of those places, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Uh, So one of my buddies was doing some dip or some chew, and I said, let me see a little bit of that. This can't be what it's cracked up. The one and only time that I ever put any, and I put the tiniest little bit of chew. I have no idea what brand or whatever the heck it was. Tiny little portions packed in the bottom. First of all, I was struggling because I was damn near swallowing the thing the whole time because I'm not used to having something in my mouth, and it makes you salivate. And I'm like, this is by far disgusting,
1: right? Takes you a minute
0: yeah so it took me a minute and this is what else took me a minute i was leaning on the fence i thought i was fine i take one step forward oh my freaking lord (laughs) i thought i was in space jam i i was like spinning around like i had the spins immediately oh my god dude next thing i know i'm gagging over in the freaking trees puking in the parking lot all by the place i'm like this is bad i mean i Listen, it was in my mouth for more than just one solid minute, right? I was standing there for a little while, but it was just weird taking those first initial steps. It made me so dizzy. I said, never, ever, ever again. And and listener, by the way, no, I wasn't hammered drunk. I, I was like eating a steak and having a Budweiser. And I'm like, what is going on right now?
1: No, John, one thing I'll tell you is, oddly enough, the first time that I chewed, I had a very similar experience. I was at softball, and I came home, and I threw up everywhere. But it takes a little bit. When you're not used to nicotine, it affects your body very, very strongly. It's just for people like me that have like this built-up massive tolerance at this point where these are the kind of things we do. The reason I even started doing this is I got friends that they were smokers for more than a decade and then they finally cut down and said okay we got to do something a little different here and they started using these so i said i might as well give it a shot so i can save my health to whatever extent i can so i'm giving this a shot but with that said john i didn't tell you this before the show i have chewed twice today and i plan on doing a third one before bed and it's just a weaning off process i i did one That's that was they all say Uh, No, no, no. Uh, Normally I chew like 10 times a day. So three is a real cutback for me. So we're excited about that here at Jacked and Canned. We're going to get a show going again on either Sunday or Monday, probably be out Tuesday or Wednesday as usual. Rate, subscribe, review. Check us out. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have to do a solid live video for everybody soon because we miss you guys. And me and John are about to have some more free time coming up considering, well, not necessarily me, but John will considering wedding season's done. I already have a little bit of free time here and there. John hasn't. So we'll be able to get together a little bit more often. We're going to do some live videos. I don't even care if you guys watch or not live, even though I want you to. Me and John just like hanging out. So we're going to do it either way. We don't need you. We don't need you. But still, subscribe, rate, and review.
0: <laughs> Dude, you said it so well. I have nothing else to add on there. We're going to have a freaking blast, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of the pod, NFL episode of the pod. With that said, Kolbs, what are the last words
1: today? Jacked and canned. This was jacked and canned. Tune in to new episodes on iTunes and check out what the boys are getting themselves into on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at jacked and Canned. Presented by no one.